It's Sex and Sarah Rose. I'm Sarah Rose, and really quick before we get into this episode, I know you may have found my podcast because you were looking for some interesting information about sex to listen to, but what you may not know is that I actually work with a lot of men to help them tap into their inner badass, have the sexual confidence that they've always desired to have, and to know once and for all that she isn't faking it. I have two distinct programs to help men. The first is for men who are ready to take the first step towards igniting their powerful sexual energy and getting better in bed. It's called Sex Stallion Training and it's an online program for you to do on your own time in the privacy of your home without a partner. This is for men that are single, in a relationship, or dating people. The second is called Man on Fire, which is the only sex university just for men. This six month program is designed to help you become the ultimate sexual master. For six whole months, you train with me in live online sessions, and I will train you to be the best lover that she has ever had. So if you want the sex secrets that every woman wish you knew, and you wish that every woman had told you, this is where they are finally revealed. Check out more info at tantricactivation.com or just check out the show notes in the podcast app you're listening to this from now, and there will be links there for you. Thanks and enjoy the show. It's Sex and Sarah Rose, and today we're talking about power sex. And with me today is Erin Hickok. Erin, oh my God. Like when I have to go two weeks without uh, being on a podcast with you, I feel like I'm just missing part of me. (laughs) Oh, oh, well, I missed you too, Sarah Rose. We have a projectional relationship. (laughs) (laughs) I know that I'm still myself. And I do, and I love being with you. I feel like I might be a better version of me with you. (laughs) I know I'm a better version of me with you, Erin Hickok. (laughs) I do have so much fun with you, Sarah Rose. I am so excited for today's topic and to reconnect with you. You know, two weeks is a long time in the world as it is right now. Yeah, it really is. So, um, I have a question for you. Mm, Yes. Tell me. What are you wearing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad that you asked. I am wearing my very favorite piece of lingerie. Mm. um, I put it on today because I have a special, um, show this afternoon. Um, and so I thought I'd get dressed up a little bit early and be, be pretty sexy for a call. And what does it look like? Mm, it is black and it's got these beautiful blue embroidered flowers and it's got these gorgeous blue, they're like, um, like extra bands, like ribbons across the cleavage uh they're like yeah they're like kind of like snappy you can like pull them and snap them a little bit uh and then I have a matching panty set which has little garter straps on it and uh that same beautiful blue embroidery pattern and that's like you know those kind of tall panties 
with a high high waist. Yeah. Uh huh. A little bit like kind of like old fashioned. A little bit maybe you see like Betty Page wear something like that. Sexy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I was actually thinking just now while you were talking about that. I'm like, do I even have any lingerie? And I don't think I do. Mm, I know. Cool. Maybe, is that kind of weird? Maybe I should. <laughs> I mean, in this environment, it's not like I wear lingerie every day, but when I do, like, I really like to wear, I, re- I really like to wear nice lingerie. And for me, fitting is a big thing. I had to find a specialty store uh, that held more sizes than like your average um, your average store because I have a pretty large cup size and small uh, band size. So, you know, if you ever want to go lingerie shopping, Sarah Rose, I know just where to bring you. Um, oh, yeah. Here in Austin. Oh, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll definitely visit because they have quite the selection. Fun. Yeah, like I usually put that kind of thing on maybe for like a photo shoot or something, but for my every Day, like what my thing is um there's a brand called hanky panky that makes thongs are you familiar with it mm, i think so i fucking love them and like i will buy like five pairs a month like every single one that they have i will just buy and they come mm. out with all these fun patterns mm. and yeah so like i just have this whole drawer full of hanky panky thongs (laughs) and they're all lacy and I just love how they fit and so I guess it's just like that's my my sexy thing and I don't know I don't (laughs) thongs totally count as lingerie Sarah Rose (laughs) well okay I guess when I'm thinking lingerie I'm thinking like the whole outfit because I don't I don't usually wear a bra so like I'm not so big trusted that I need to. So like at the top, you know, bra type part of it isn't something that I'm like, eh, you know, and then, but I think what I think of lingerie, I'm considering the whole um, kind of like slip and, you know, the whole mm. thing goes mm-hmm. together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I like to, I like a silk robe, I think is probably one of my most used lingerie items. I have this beautiful, um, it's like a magenta color, uh, silk robe with cherry blossoms on it. And I use that every day and it is like lingerie, um, you know, but it's just not as tight fitting and it's definitely my most used. If that's something that you don't have yet, man, I highly recommend that. Feels so sexy on the skin. Mm. I have these little cotton shorts that my ass hangs out of. <laughs> That's typically what I wear every day. <laughs> that sounds very sexy. It's a good reminder. Like every time I catch a, like a glimpse of myself in a mirror or something, like make sure you work out today. <laughs> <laughs> you like the, your ass hanging out of those little shorts? You better get your butt in there and work out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I love working out anyway. It's like my favorite thing to do. It just, I have such clarity of mind, you know, like mm. it just clears out 
all the stress and problems that I'm having. I'll like get insight when I'm working out and come up with solutions. It's probably my favorite thing to do. Oh, it's one of my, the best parts of my day. I mean, it's just like you just stop doing all the other things. And it's something about engaging the body that just, yeah, has the mind kind of do whatever processing it needs to do, you know, because I stop thinking about it. I'm focused on my body and my breath. And then sure enough, like every time I started riding my bike this week uh, and every night after I ride my bike, I have another, another just whoosh of ideas and you know, things come through, like you said. Mm, yes. So power. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually working with a, pl- a private client yesterday, a female private client. And we were talking about sounding and because it's one, it's like so powerful for people to let their body express sound. And uh, she was having a lot of, difficulty with that and which is very common like if somebody isn't you know experienced with it it's just it's a part of us that we typically shut down and we're just like why would I make sounds like that you know (laughs) like because we're so quote civilized and like in a civilized culture you don't just make strange sounds uh but it's actually super healing and uh, releases a lot of tension and can help uh, move trauma through the body, things like that. And so we were we were talking, and I was like demonstrating Kali, like the power of Kali, and the, like the, mm-hmm. the tongue hanging out. And I was like, "Do you know who Kali is?" She's like, "No." <laughs> like, well, now you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So for those listening, Kali is a tantric goddess and she's a goddess of destruction. She is often symbolized with her tongue hanging out uh, with uh, swords in her, in her hands and uh, like hanging uh, in the other hand, holding uh, the hair from the head of the person she just uh, cut the head off of or the, the, the demon or whatever it is that she's cutting heads off of. She has a, a necklace of skulls that she wears around her neck. And it's, it's just, like I said, symbolic of destruction, destroying that which no longer serves us, destroying that which is holding us back. So that way we can move into creation mode and like create who we are meant to be and like move into the next the next version of ourselves uh so like but she's very 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 fierce and (laughs) so when i think of power like often i think of of kali like that just intrinsic power that is so uh just like wiping the slate clean I love, I love Kali. And even when you talk about it, like I can feel my voice lower and like my embodiment, like this. (sighs) (laughs) And Aaron Hickok knows how to sound. (laughs) (laughs) Big surprise, right? It does take some practice, but oh yeah. Move that energy through the body. You know, I do trauma work also. Um, healing and trauma work and the 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 exhale the sounding the out breath 
doing that with a relaxed jaw and making noise is your, yeah, it is incredibly healing, incredibly healing. And there's so much is because we're talking about Kali. There's so much anger and rage, like underneath the surface um, of people's emotions. That is, that one, that is so fun to move because you get, you get so much power from it. Yes, you do. (laughs) All right. So power, sexual power, personal power, external power, internal power. What is power and how do we create more of it? And why is it so valuable to have? So when you look at power, typically the way that it's been expressed in the world is external power, which is Um, often very egoic type power of like, I'm going to make, you know, this much money or I'm going to run this type of business or I'm going to achieve this status because it says something about me. Whereas internal power is knowing who you are, cultivating within yourself, um, just a wholeness, sovereignty, like being so complete inside that you don't have fragmented parts of yourself that are disempowering you. And from that place of internal power, truly knowing who you are, truly knowing what your desires are, like your deep, deep, deep desires, not surface desires, not conditioned desires, not desires that the world tells you that you should be desiring, but your own truth your desires from that place of truth and like from there projecting those outward creating moving moving powerfully in the world to create and explore and and live the life that you desire to live and Mm -hmm. so it's a it's a much different experience of power when it's coming from an internal place being projected outward rather than this external um, power that's often covering like fragile ego, insecurities, things like that. But then what comes up is how do you know what you desire? Like how do you even get to that place? Because most of us have so much, um, so much in our life, like we've just been disconnected from what we truly want, who we truly are. And we've just been suppressed. We've been told that in order to be uh, who we really are, we won't belong. We won't be loved. We won't be safe. And so really knowing what our desires is, is actually like one of the first steps, because if you're going to have alignment between your uh, internal power and your external power, Like that's the ultimate goal. Like if you can be in congruence internally and externally, like that's really fucking amazing because you can do so much in the world. But how do you even know like what you really desire? So um, actually, if you're cool with it, Erin, I would lead you through a little process right now. Ooh, I would love that. I would love that. Yes. I'm in. All right. So this is just a very, very simple practice, but it's really effective. So all I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you, what are your deepest desires? What do you really want? 
and just let it bubble up. Let it just come to surface, whatever it is. Don't think about it. Don't, you know, filter anything. And I'm just going to keep asking that every time you come to a natural pause, I'll just ask you again. Cool. Yeah. And how long do we do this for? Two minutes. Okay. I'm going to say a lot of stuff. I have a lot of desire. (laughs) Okay. That's good. (laughs) Oh, good. Okay. So what are your deepest desires? My deepest desires are to partner with people and make new cards for connection games. My deepest desires are to, uh, are to, are to meet someone who I can build a powerful and deep lasting partnership with. My deepest desires are are to travel to different places all over the world and really spend a lot of time abroad. Uh, my deepest desires are to ooh, travel in a in a mobile mini home, like a like a van on wheels, and travel and meet people all over the country who are doing amazing things. What are your deepest desires? Oh, my deepest desires. Ooh, ooh. I definitely um, have a lot of desire for very passionate, connected sexual experiences. My deepest desire uh, is to, I really love being on stage. So I'd love to be on stage more, um, you know, speaking about the things that I care about, that I'm passionate about. Uh, my deepest desire is to help people amplify their missions in the world and help unleash creative expression in humanity, unleash the genius that is inside of us naturally. My deeply desire uh, is to is to make more games for transformation and growth. My deepest desire is to be a disruption in the entertainment industry, uh, in the education industry, in the healthcare industries, to create games and healing. How does all that feel? How does it feel to say it? Uh, My heart is like, has accelerated. (laughs) Um, I feel like kind of like lightheaded, like excited and um, like, Ooh, and this, and this, and this, Uh, like a little, like a little bit, like a little kid, right? Like who, who wants to play. (laughs) I love your playful spirit. (laughs) Oh, thank you. It came out extra this week because of riding the bikes. It like totally took me back to being a little kid and like going to like see the neighbors and stuff. So. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> so a couple of things to look at and when it comes to living an empowered life is mm-hmm. to have desire and to be willing to know what you desire and what you want. And like so often we 
don't accept, we don't allow ourselves to desire. We think there's something wrong with desire. There's a lot of uh, spiritual, religious traditions out there that have shamed desire and told us that it's not okay, that we need to push away our desires. But that's not that's not in our nature. Like it is in our nature to have desire. And when you're like really honest about your desires and like know yourself truly and have done like personal development work to create this healthy ecology inside, like living from that place, fulfilling, pursuing your desires from there is such a powerful way to live. And it's also a powerful way to have sex because when you're having sex from that place of internal power and internal confidence, like that's the type of sex that is so just, it's, it's satisfying, but it's like beyond that. It's just like this, this experience of of sex that, that can be really transcendent and expansive because like you're not, needing something from the sex. You're not trying to take something from the sex or using sex for something. Like it's just this, uh, it's just, it's an amazing place to be. And when you have two people together that are, that are in that, that frame of mind, like it's really, really incredibly powerful. So when I'm talking about power sex, like that's what I'm talking about. Like from this place of internal power that you've cultivated, having sex from there. And uh, there's a really amazing Tantra teacher. Her name is Margot Anand. And uh, she says that Tantra is about being desireless at the height of desire. And I really love that. It's such a beautiful uh, way that she phrases it. And it really is true about Tantra because like Tantra is, is like moving fully in the direction of your desires, not being ashamed of having desires, like fully owning them, saying yes to pleasure, saying yes to your desires. And then like in that state of saying yes to it all, just feeling the feeling fulfilled, feeling satisfied, you know, being there in, in that space present with it all. And there is like a sense of desirelessness when you're in that, that state. Yeah. That feels so yummy to me. Like the power, like we're talking about power and that's such a paradox. Uh, and I've, I've definitely found that those places where where it's like two opposite things are true at the same time. There's usually a lot of juice uh, in that. And especially around desire, Sarah Rose, I feel like so many of us uh, have shut down that part of ourselves. And it's just, yeah, I'm so glad that we're talking about this both in our lives of like empowering ourselves to ask for what we want in our lives. And then in our sex lives, (sighs) Can you imagine how many people out there like could could create a huge shift in their sex life with just this one tool, just being more clear about asking for what we want? Yeah. And the practice that you just did, I mean, you're definitely tapped into your desires. And so 
how is you know, just re very organic for you so many people are not though like they're very disconnected from their desires and they don't really know what their true desires are because you know that we there can be false desires there can be conditioned desires mm -hmm. but the by asking that question and this is a practice people can do on their own they can just you know have a weekly time where they they sit down and just like what are my deepest desires and just let that bubble up and so and really come into clarity around that and start moving towards it in alignment with your original essence. I think that's the recipe for expansion right there, because if we get our insides and our outsides going in the same direction, <laughs> like think about how often, you know, our insides and outsides don't match and we take, you know, a step forward and two steps back and it's just like, but just getting in that alignment and then the magic that can happen uh, when we, when we get out of our own way, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a big part of it. The self-sabotage, like getting out of our own way. Yeah. I mean, for myself and my business, you know, there's like a way that it's like, you know, maybe I wouldn't call it like sabotage, but there's a way where it's like, I wasn't ready for all of the business growth that was coming to me, you know, all at once. And so it's like, it's just like taking forward steps and learning like bit by bit and sometimes like relearning something. Um, and then, yeah. And then also discovering places where it's like, Oh, you know, I'm holding myself back here. And like creating shifts around that and continuing to just allow more and more power, you know, power. I think it's like alignment, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Alignment is power. And like, that's one of the most profound changes that I've experienced in my own life since practicing Tantra is how how much power I was disconnected from, like how much of my power I had given away or um, you just wasn't owning. And through tantric practices, reclaiming those parts of myself, having boundaries, not letting people take my power, uh, not um, disowning parts of myself because of shame or, um, you know, just cultural conditioning, societal stuff. Uh, you know, there's, there's so many ways that society wants to tell us that we are wrong, that we're not enough. And, and most of the time we believe it. You know? <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. You must be right. Or, or we, we, we chose to in almost a forced way, believe it in order to feel safe, in order to belong, in order to, uh, feel loved. And, but at what cost, right, of like no longer having this internal ecology of safety, belonging, and love. So, you know, maybe it's there um, to some degree externally, but it's certainly not real if it's, you know, face, if it's uh, in this uh, framework of um, you're only acceptable if you are X, Y, or Z, you know, and that is what what we live in. That's the world we live in. And so we, we disempower ourselves every single day in order to survive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those patterns, the thing is though, it, 
it blocks our our shine it blocks the like the genius that creative like beautiful genius that's inside each of us when we tighten it down and we conform to everything or we believe all the things that we think you know then we we don't we we don't let ourselves fully shine and we have i mean at least for myself man like taking out taking out different things that maybe i thought were true for a long time and shifting my perspective into something new you know trying something new exploring myself you know gosh this life is so much better when it's an adventure and there's new things and new discoveries and things change that to me feels like a space where empowerment can be found because we can get so stuck in the stagnant energy. Yes, it's so easy. I think especially right now with everything that's going on with like quarantine and all that stuff, like I feel like it's very easy to get stuck in the stagnant. (laughs) Well, it's important. I mean, we've got to we have this opportunity to be more self-directed than usual. And, you know, you know, I'm generalizing, but you know, things are, things are different. A lot of people are more working from home um, or, or, you know, maybe have that option or we're, you know, choosing new career possibilities for ourselves. And there's so much opportunity in this and power to really tap in, like you said, every week or doing it, man, every single day for a little while and get tapped in. I mean, man, isn't that worth it to understand what it makes our unique genius, like the inner part of ourself that wants to be expressed? I mean, I know I would be miserable if I wasn't doing what I'm doing in my life. I just didn't know that before. Mm -hmm. I just had to ask myself what I wanted enough times for me to be really honest and and help build, you know, my business and what it is that I wanted to create, even though I'd never done it before. That's what was calling me forward. Yeah. And like the, that's where you get the juiciness (laughs) is when you stay, keep doing the practices and stay connected. Uh, Oh, you might know about this. Um, but there, have you heard of Shakti mats? Oh, Shakti mats? Is this the one that has the pokey things or the rocks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has the pokey things. Um, It's for, uh, oh God, what's it called? Um, Reflex, not reflexology. um, Acupressure. Acupressure. There we go. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I got one a couple weeks ago. Oh my God, it is so incredible. I'm obsessed with it. So I like will get on it. Um, since it's a Shakti mat, I like to balance that with my Shiva mantra. So I play Shiva mantra and like do like chant to Shiva while I'm on the Shakti mat. Uh, but it's reflexology, just lay on it. And the first like five minutes about are pretty intense. Like I, the first, I'd say like the first few days that I used it, I was just kind of getting used to it, you know, and then after that, it was like, it started working and the emotional release that I have is so intense. Like it gets to the point where I feel like I'm going to vomit 
and I'm just incredibly nauseous and all I can do is sound and like just Mm -hmm. move that energy out of my body and let it flow and like the stuff that comes out is really powerful and then after I get past about that first five minutes the rest of the time because I do it for 30 minutes like I just am in this bliss state of like literally swirling bliss (laughs) it's really really amazing uh and it's like so that's one of the the things that I'm doing right now during quarantine to like keep the juice keep the energy flowing and it's so important that we have practices that we can go to that will keep just like keep that energy moving keep it flowing because this like you said the stagnant energy like that just that's what sucks that's when life really sucks (laughs) yeah I mean that's when the voice in the head starts going like judging everything that's when like whatever you know historical things have been an issue it's like you know every like things start bubble like rebubbling back up again and it's you know it's really important for us to make that choice of what we're investing our time in and i would say that positive momentum is totally possible when we consistently focus our attention on building our own power in whatever way that looks like for each person, building our own power. That's gonna, that's gonna serve us in the long run when we make the commitment to ourselves like that. Yeah. One of the things that, uh, my, one of my teachers, actually a couple of my teachers have, have said this and it really impacted me and they've said it in different ways, but, um, basically the idea is what would you feel like once you have had your desire. So whatever you decide, you know, I desire to have this relationship. I desire to have this amount of money in the bank. Yeah. I desire to have this car or this trip, whatever, you know? So there's the, the physical aspect of the desire, which is fine, but there's usually something beyond that, right? Like, why do you want that relationship? What is that going, how is, how is that going to make you feel? And often it's the, how it's going to make us feel. It's what we want more than the actual thing that we want. And so if you can determine, okay, once, when I'm on that vacation, this is how I'm going to feel. Oh my God. When I have my feet in the sand and you know, it's the perfect sunny weather outside, not too hot and you know, being served drinks on the beach. And, uh, you know, I get to go out on the sailboat that night at sunset, like how this is going to feel like, and then taking those feelings and embodying them now like already feeling that way. You don't have to wait until you have that relationship. You don't have to wait until you have that money. You don't have to wait until you have that trip. Feel that way now. Just create that. And that puts you in that vibration of already having what you want. And that's so powerful. Like imagine how you're going to feel when you have the sex that you truly desire and start feeling like that now. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is what you meant by the insides and the outsides matching. Yes. I love that. And it's so true. It's so true. Every time I embody the thing, 
that I'm working for. It's like I make myself magnetic for the opportunities and experiences that will have that unfold. Absolutely. And the cool thing about desires is there's always more. (laughs) (laughs) And so like it, it's something that you can continue to play with. You can continue to experience new things. Like it doesn't, you know, have to be like, Oh, I got the car and now I'm satisfied for the rest of my life. Yeah. Right. (laughs) It's actually in our biology to never be satisfied and that's okay. Like we can fight it or we can embrace it. And I have found that in my life, the more that I embrace these things, the more effective they are, the more empowered of a life that I live. Yeah, I am. I'm with you, Sarah Rose. I would say that definitely the more that I pursue my dreams and I really am like living my dream, like, and the more that I do it, the more I grow as a person, the more power I actually need to claim to do what I'm here to do, the more personal growth work I need to do, and the more desire for the next thing comes. And it's this beautiful, it's this beautiful cycle. And I know, I do know people who are like, just who've told me like, they're tired of it, you know, that it's like, it's like somehow, somehow there's this belief that like, if we do this personal growth work, then we can just be done with that and like, like over it. (laughs) And I think that it is, I think that this desire piece is like the key thing that's missing in that kind of situation that like, actually this, this drive is super beautiful. It's what gives life more magic and meaning. Yeah, I, I agree. Like I see in clients sometimes where they, um, and I've been there myself too, like when I was still in the place of searching and doing personal development work from that place of like needing something to fix me, needing something to complete me. Like, what is the thing? Like, what is the thing that's going to just make me feel better finally? Like that being in that place of doing personal development work can be really exhausting because it's like, I am just doing this. I'm doing practice after practice, training after training, like, you know, and and it take it does like it can take up a lot of time and it can take up a lot of money and you know people can be like i'm just tired of doing this like but for and i remember a point in my life where i felt exhausted by it all i was like oh my god like all i'm doing is working on myself mm-hmm. um but then i got to a point of of feeling complete of feeling no longer the need to search um and now I'm able to do my practices from a place of this is so much fun. (laughs) I love, I love that I get to do this. I love that I get to spend this time, you know, this 30 minutes on my Shakti mat or uh, whatever it is like, and, and it's the, the juiciness. It's what brings me back to life and, and helps me feel really excited and passionate so I can keep pouring that out over and over again. So, Mm -hmm. and and actually in, in Tantra, um, 
which I didn't know at the time when I was still in my, my like really searching, seeking phase of my life, um, that Tantra is sourced in, in self-love and it's coming to healing from a place of love rather than from a place of I'm broken. And so often we, we choose to try a religion or a spiritual practice or personal development practice because we feel like there's something wrong with us that we need to fix. I'm not good enough. I need something that's going to, to fix me. And Tantra says, do these things, do these practices from a place of love. I love myself enough to know that I am worthy of my desires and doing your practices. Like you can do the same exact practice in two different ways and get two different results. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm really glad that you are bringing this awareness for people, Sarah Rose, because I know that, you know, I mean, I was a, I was a seeker at one time too. I'd, I will definitely, I can relate with that. Um, and there is a really big difference of approaching something as like, Ooh, here's this thing. Like, Oh, like, let's do this versus like, I have to do this or I'm not going to ever amount to anything. That's like a very different, very different results. Yes. Yeah. For example, like in the man on fire group coaching program that I have, you know, often guys will come in because they have a very specific thing that they're really upset about that they do not like that's happening in bed, like premature ejaculation or erectile dysfunction or delayed ejaculation, uh, porn addiction, things like that. Just a dead bed, you know, been in a relationship for a long time and there's no more sex. And they want a solution. Like they want something that's going to fix this. And so that's often why they come. But then they get in this program and like by the end of six months, they're just like, wow, like I had no idea these possibilities even existed. And like, I mean, I, I don't even know if they even remember like why they originally came to the program. <laughs> it's like, that's just so far out of the picture (laughs) (laughs) and but this is what we do like we cultivate the self-love over and over and over like really changing the perspective um and seeding over and over love safety belonging love safety belonging and like just the the confidence and the power that the men are able to tap into like from that wholeness that they have inside is incredible like what you can do with your life from that place i mean i came from a very 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 disempowered place in my life like i was completely shut down um not expressive just uh, like like a shell of myself like in this cage and i like through doing tantra and like awakening and integrating and and just claiming me and reconnecting to my original essence like getting rid of all the shit that had covered all that up healing trauma like that is how I became who I am today so like I know this shit works because I've done it myself (laughs) (laughs) right 
Yes. No. Um, but yeah, I always, uh, you know, like to talk about, um, just our identities and, and that's a really important part of this process too, is like the identity that you're showing up with in the world. Like who is, who is that identity and like becoming clear on that. And, um, I lead people through specific practices to help them, um, create an empowering identity. But when you look at these things, like we have the ability to show up in the world and basically whatever identity that we choose to create. And there's so much victimhood mentality out there that is like bringing people down. And it's not that there aren't real bad situations happening in the world because there are, but our perspective in the midst of it all is what can change our life. You know, like you can have the idea that, um, you know, there, there's, there are the rea- realities of um, women still being suppressed in the world, women still being um, attacked because of their sexuality or not making as much money as men. You know, these, these things are, are real. And so you can sit there and you can be a victim in the midst of that reality, or you can just be like, fuck that. Like, I am going to break through that. And yeah, maybe it's not going to be easy. Like maybe I'm going to have to work harder than, you know, someone else, but that's okay because it's worth it to me. And like just choosing to be powerful and victorious in the middle of whatever your situation is. You know, and it doesn't mean that you always feel on fire. Like there are days that I'm like, oh my God, why am I still doing this? <laughs> you know, like this is so hard. This is such a battle being like changing the the world's perspective on sex. Like <laughs> why can I sign up for this? Every once in a while I do have a day like that. Like, oh man. Yeah, you know, and so but then but it's like, okay this is my truth. This is, this is what I'm passionate about and just keep moving through it. That's so good, Sarah. I'm, yeah, I really feel like this, this reclaiming power. I love power sex (laughs) and this reclaiming our power in our own lives and in the world, like where we have an influence like this definitely gets me super excited and turned on when I think about people just like, yeah, turning, like finding out what turns them on and then creating that, doing that in the world. Can you just imagine? I mean, I guess you can, you named your program man on fire, right? But can you imagine like every, like all the women turned on, all the men turned on people just like passionate and excited to express their gifts? Heck yeah. Yes. (laughs) that's what we're doing. I mean, you were doing it. I'm doing it. There are a lot of us out there that are really pushing for this shift and for this change and just this liberation that people can experience. And yeah, our sex lives are so intertwined with the rest of our lives. And um, like having the, this internal uh, stuff where you're just like, where you're, you're giving away your power, you're letting insecurities creep in, all of that. 
it's just going to hold you back. Like that's where performance anxiety comes from. I, I work with guys a lot when it comes to performance anxiety and the struggles that they, they show up with in the bedroom because of it. And I mean, first of all, I hate the term performance anxiety. I use it because people know what I'm talking about. Um, but you know, which way you are in bed should not be a performance. So we're already, we're already like seeing what the issue is right there. (laughs) And just the, the, the way that we're framing this. Um, but you know, when, when I work with guys and, and we create a, a new empowering identity around who they show up as in the bedroom, like that can shift so much for them. And it can shift quickly too. Like it can, it can really be like a, a thing where it's like night and day. Like I, wow, I was experienced that and now I'm experiencing this. So you got to put in, you know, the work, the effort, you got to show up, but transformation is possible. Yes. Yes, it is. It's an empowered way of being in fact, uh, and happens regularly. Uh, Should we, uh, play some cards? I thought you would never ask Sarah Rose. (laughs) I'm really excited to play cards right now because I'm doing, um, I'm getting a lot of cards out into the world and um, in preparation for making new decks. So I feel extra excited about the cards today. Let's, um, for our listeners, in case you don't know, we are going to be playing Aaron's uh, intimacy deck. Let's talk about sex. Mm. <laughs> it's a whole deck of fill in the blank cards for love, relationship, and sexuality. Oh, and look what I pulled for today, Sarah Rose. This is so perfect. I pulled, I show my love by blank. I show my love by blank. I show my love by, I, I well, my love language is definitely physical touch. Like, that's a big one for me. Like, I just like to touch, you know, like, just, um, like, even if it's just, like, stroking the arm or whatever, like, even in a non-sexual way, just... Like, to me, that feels really good, and it's just super natural extension of showing love. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, I show my love, uh, I show my love by, like, with quality time and a focused attention. I think that is, um, yeah, a way I really like to show up with people, you know, help, help them, um, give them the thing that's the most important to me, which is my, yeah, my time. Mm. So I think that is probably my, my preferred way of showing love. Although I do love uh, like just, yeah, like touching and cuddles and things like that. But I, that's probably not my first one. I'd say my first one is, yeah, quality time. Yeah. Mm, should I pull another one? Yeah, let's do another. <sighs> Ooh, <laughs> something that turns me on is blank. 
Oh, God, so much. <laughs> you want me to go first? <laughs> Sorry, you go first. So today, something that turns me on about today is I, um, it turns me on to be in front of a group of people, like on stage. Mm. And and like storytelling and today I'm going to tell a story and part of my story includes squishing a cupcake on my spare skin <laughs> and I feel so <laughs> on by that because that is happening uh this afternoon <laughs> okay so when you say your bare skin what part of your bare skin oh I'm putting I think I'm going to put it um across my cleavage mm-hmm. So it's really easily viewable on my screen. I'm, I'm telling a story to a virtual intimacy retreat. Nice. And so um, will your viewers be getting cupcakes to also smush on themselves? They are getting a story and uh, they get to watch me squish cupcakes. But if they want cupcakes, they're going to have to get their own. Oh, wow, that turns me on. <laughs> I will take a video. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I feel so naughty and excited about it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, I just thought I know it's something that turns me on. So I have a mirrored bed frame. Mm. Uh, it's like, it's a, it's a made to look antique. So it has kind of like the, the antique y speckles in it I guess but it's actually like a new modern style bed frame so it's like a mix of the two but I love having sex in my bed and like watching me and my partner have sex in the mirrored bed frame oh my god it turns me on so much just like watch how fucking hot we are (laughs) Mm. And that is Sex and Sarah Rose. Hey, it's Sarah again. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out the links in the show notes for everything we discussed in this episode. And you can also find out about how you can work with me. Until next time, lovers. Down tonight.